Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello, and thank you for joining us for the ASHP's Advocacy and Impact podcast series. I am Jasmine Perry, a fourth-year student pharmacist at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy, legislative chairperson on the executive board of the Student National Pharmaceutical Association, also known as SNAPA, and the guest host of today's podcast, Connecting the Dots Between Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and Advocacy. Black History Month is a time of reflection on the plight of the African-American community, but also a time to celebrate the amazing accomplishments of Black people. It is a time to highlight the lived experiences of Black people and the joy of the culture and heritage. Today's podcast will feature two advocates of DEI in the world of pharmacy, Dr. Joshua Blackwell and National SNAPA President Aaliyah Cruz. We will dive into the importance of DEI in advocacy and its impacts on the world of pharmacy. Buckle up for an informative and enthusiastic conversation, and we will get started by letting each speaker introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Dr. Joshua Blackwell. I am a clinical pharmacy manager with Ambulatory Services at UT Southwestern. Also had the fortunate pleasure of serving on the uh, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Task Force for ASHP. Definitely happy and honored to be here, not only serving ASHP, but with my fellow colleagues in the profession with the Student National Pharmacy School Association. Definitely can remember when I was in their shoes, and it's such an honor to be there and really serve the underserved and also represent the underserved. So thank you for having me. Yeah, and hi, everyone. My name is Aaliyah Cruz. I am a fourth-year student pharmacist at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy, and I currently serve as a national SNAFA president. So really excited to be here with my mentor and friend, Dr. Blackwell, as well as my good friend, Jasmine Perry. So excited to get this conversation started. Of course, we are so excited to have a great conversation today, and we're going to get started with just some background information. Why do you both think diversity, equity, inclusion, or DEI is important? And ultimately, how do you believe DEI can improve our professional pharmacy? Yeah, so I'll go ahead and start us off. When I think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, I'm really thinking about it in twofold in terms of how we're serving our patients and how we're serving ourselves as a community. And I think it's important when we're looking at our patients, we have so many various groups. And I come from the SNAFA perspective in terms of serving underserved populations and how it's important to really recognize what makes our patients as individuals different and how we need to reflect that in the pharmacy workforce, in the healthcare workforce. And so by providing equal access, equal opportunity and equal involvement in the pharmacy profession, and just whether that comes in the form of gender or sex differences, racial ethnicity differences, religion, culture, really bringing together a diverse profile of healthcare providers shows to our patients that not only are we here for them, but we can connect to them. And we know that as pharmacists, so many times we are asked to step beyond the bounds of the pharmacotherapy specialist. And we serve in a social worker specialist and connecting them to housing, food, the best drug prices, or just being a shoulder to lean on as pillars of our community. And so I think DEI is important because it allows us to connect with patients, but also connect to one another. Ali did a great job with that. I, I cannot agree more. Representation matters. 
And in order to effectively have great health care and truly understand the patient perspective, they want to be served from individuals that understand their background. And what better individuals to do that than somebody of maybe the similar ethnicity or similar experience of life? It's so important to recognize that from a foundational perspective, we cannot do this alone. We cannot do this just in the profession of pharmacy. This is a healthcare global issue. And we want to make sure that we're doing everything that we can to serve and represent the profession accordingly as well. And so with that being said, it takes more than just the profession of pharmacy or working within your institutions to do that. Maybe partnering with other organizations outside. So if you look at the ASHP uh, DEI task force recommendations, we talk about the importance of partnering with our HBCUs to bring students of minority descent to come into the profession and of course make ASHP their home. You can also partner with different organizations. So for instance, if there's an organization in your community that truly serves the underserved, such as the Student National Pharmaceutical Association, that would be a great partnership for your entity to say, hey, how can we better serve the community? or go out there and have community service events and really understand the patient population that you serve. And then as you are practicing on your day-to-day basis, you'll be able to articulate some of the needs and some of the barriers that you may see. And so that's why diversity, equity, inclusion is so important. You wanna have a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce to mimic what you see out there and the patients that we are serving on a day-to-day basis. Those are both really, really powerful responses. And of course, as a member of the SNAFA family, I fully agree with everything you both have said. Moving the conversation forward and with those missions in mind, what steps do you believe both organizations are taking to improve DEI in the world of pharmacy? Well, I could speak on behalf of ASHP and then I'll turn it over to, you know, Madam President Leah. One of the things that ASHP has done a, a, a great job at is to initiate conversations about diversity, equity, inclusion, hence the task force. And a lot of things that you are seeing on a day-to-day basis, they're looking at the governance. So that was one of the sectors that our task force looked at. And so we wanted to see our committees and councils and our leadership to make sure that we are diversifying our community as an organization. We are talking about things with healthcare disparities. Healthcare disparities does not just start at the institutional level, but it's a global issue. And so a lot of the things that our legislative efforts have uh, tapped into over the course of, say, over the year and a half, they're looking at healthcare disparities from a national perspective. And they're also looking at healthcare disparities from a, a regional perspective or a state perspective, working with state entities to make sure that they have the foundation needed in order to maximize the opportunities for different involvement, working with state legislatures, and then also working with the national legislatures when it comes to those healthcare disparities. I think it's going to be a long road. It took us a long time and a very repeated history when it comes to racial um, and discriminatory concerns and events that have happened in our country. So it's going to take a long time for us to get to that point. But I do believe that ASHP is already thinking about how we want to transform our profession and our organizational home to make it more diverse and inclusive for our patient population and also for healthcare overall. Yeah, and speaking from a SNAFA perspective, you know, when SNAFA was founded back in 1972, it really was an organization that was focused on providing a safe place 
for black pharmacists. And I think that as our country has become more of this melting pot and more diverse and inclusive, we've really kind of kept to that mission of promoting the minority healthcare professional, but also recognizing just how different all of our communities are becoming at the same time. Not one of our chapters across the nation look the same. And I think that's the beauty of it. We're really focused on what is the minority populations, not only in our pharmacy schools, but also in our different communities. And how do we create a safe space to build these leaders, to elevate these leaders, and to get them to the next part of their career, which is pharmacy and beyond. And so I think that with these kind of missions, we're able to continue going forward in our activities of chronic care management screenings and just going out into our community, but really using our voices because they are so diverse and powerful as students to participate in advocacy efforts at a larger scale. And so whether that is letter writing campaigns under Jasmine's initiative or partnering with larger organizations, sponsors, or just big organizations within our communities, or just really getting involved with our communities as a whole. I really think SNAFA is recognizing just how unique diversity can be in all of our areas and how when we come together with our shared voice, we can create magic. And so I love being a part of this organization and really understanding how we can change the face of DEI, just not now as students, but also as future pharmacists. Wow, I can't say enough about you guys' responses. I, again, agree totally with everything you all have said. The advocacy parts of ASHP, as well as the grassroots efforts of SNAPA, um, they're all amazing points, and they're all amazing in terms of getting involved with the community and improving DEI and pharmacy. So I did want to ask how your identity impacts the decisions that you make within your organizations and ultimately how those decisions can impact pharmacy. Yeah, so when I think about like my own identity and who I am, I really feel like a giant melting pot of intersectionality. I am a very ambiguous child of mixed racial and ethnic descent. Both my parents were in the Marine Corps, my sister's in the Navy now, so I'm the odd one out was raised in rural Southern North Carolina. My mom's an immigrant. I'm a first-generation college student. And most of my family does not speak English. And so you look at all of that. And growing up, I always saw the gaps and the barriers in care, whether that was healthcare, just kind of getting around in your day-to-day and living life. There was always something. And I think growing up, coming to college and really thinking about what I wanted to do in the world, I was passionate about really one thing, and that was serving underserved populations. I'm not sure what was going to get me there, but I knew I wanted to help bridge these gaps that I saw growing up. And so when I came into pharmacy, I really found kind of my voice in this giant world. I really am just so glad that I found opportunities that allow me to speak up and really talk about the communities that I'm passionate about and help others relate to that. And so every time I make a decision or reach into a new opportunity, it's very much what is the patient focus at the end of this and how am I helping somebody, whether it's bringing someone else's voice to the table or really talking about a group that's not represented. 
And so I think that's the beauty of these conversations that we're having right now within SNAFA as a national organization, or now with this podcast between our two organizations, bringing these conversations to light and really allowing for an open space just helps other people feel like they can also come to the table and that's okay to talk about these things. And at the end of the day, as long as we start the conversation, where it goes, that's what happens. But I think we need to show people that it's okay to talk about these things and to feel open and transparent and just work from there. So just overall happy to be here and talking about all these things. That was great. And I'm so glad to have Aaliyah go first because she, her and I have conversations of all, all the time about authentic leadership. And the key to authentic leadership and the core of authentic leadership is self-awareness, understanding who you are, where you come from, the thoughts and foundations that you have and your core values. And when I think about my own journey and trajectory, I was heavily involved in SNAPA as a former national president of the organization. And I love serving the underserved, just like Ali alluded to, we bond all day and every day on that, really serving those individuals that are underserved, underserved, unheard and unseen. And with that being said, uh, when I think about my own journey, uh, I am a Black man. Both my parents are Black or African-American, was raised in church. And so religion is a core value of me. And my my faith is a core value of how I operate and move on a day-to-day basis. And understanding of what I have seen. I have seen uh, family members um, die of diseases that plague a lot of the uh, Black community. I have seen individuals that have suffered from homelessness, from members of my church, um, from individuals that have gone through things because they didn't have access to healthcare. These are things that stick with me and I have always wanted to be a a light um, in the face of challenging situations. With that, I made sure to find my home in ASHP and I thank a lot of my mentors and thank a lot of my mentors for getting me involved in ASHP because especially during my residency program uh, under Dr. Divya Varki, who is an Indian woman and has really taught me about the importance of mentorship being a two-way street and always being open to learning from others. I learn from Aaliyah and Jasmine on a day-to-day basis just because, you know, I'm a pharmacist and they are soon to be doctors of pharmacy joining our profession. I learn from them every day, too. So you can learn from anyone as long as you are open and accessible to that learning. And I am so adamant and so passionate about ASHP and the things within the organization because, you know, individuals of different descent, so underrepresented minorities, they also need a seat at the table. And we want to do more. We want to change the face of healthcare, and in order to change the face of our profession, especially in the profession of pharmacy, we need to be seen, we need to be heard, and we have ideas and situations and backgrounds and experiences that will diversify the conversation and ultimately help the ultimate patient, which is our goal. And I'm so thankful for all the opportunities that I've received within ASHP between councils and sections um, and advisory groups. And the great work that we're doing, even from the forefront, dealing with as a House of Delegate Representative member, and also serving in the government relations and making sure that I'm understanding what's happening uh, on the government lines, because it's through my experiences, just like we alluded to, from her personal experience, 
uh, majority of her family only being Spanish speaking, to my family as a Black man in America, it does shape my view of how I practice and the view of the world. It really truly came to light after the death of George Floyd, when I'll never forget, I was leaving my apartment on my way to work. And it kind of felt as an out-of-box experience because we had a Black man that was murdered. And it it truly impacted me. And as I was walking, I, I was always looking over my shoulder. I was always thinking about, wow, I actually have to lead a, a group of leaders because my pharmacy technicians and my pharmacists at Johns Hopkins Home Care Group, uh, specifically the Johns Hopkins Outpatient Center Pharmacy, my team at the time was predominantly Black. My technician team was actually Black women who had a lot of sons. They had sons, they had daughters, they had children, they had family members, they had nieces and nephews that were Black, that they didn't know, you know, what was going on, what was what was their experience. There was a lot of tears, there was a lot of fear. And as a leader, I had to bear that in the midst of COVID because it was during the pandemic at the same time. And so having that voice, having that foresight and having that play a role in the background as I served on the DEI task force. And many of us serving on the DEI task force, we had that in our, in our, in our mindset because there are patients just like George Ford. There are patients that are underserved. There are patients that may not receive equitable care. And we need to be that change. We need to be that light. And so as you can see, that's a common theme. It's just to be a light where you are and to understand who you are and to showcase that. Authentic leadership requires that. This profession requires that. And most importantly, our patients require that. So that's how I live my day-to-day, my day-to-day life as I practice in this profession. I will say I've had very, very similar experiences to both of you as a Black woman, of course, growing up in the South. I can speak to some of those experiences and especially how those experiences impact how I move through the world of pharmacy and ultimately how I move through the world overall. So I did want to ask, because Dr. Blackwell did mention that Aliyah and I are future pharmacists, how can student pharmacists nurture the principles of DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion within our own schools and then within our practice sites? I think, I think all these questions, I feel like you guys are spying on us. Lee and I uh, talk about this because uh, Lee is truly passionate about serving the underserved, regulatory affairs, and really changing public policy and advocacy. So I always joke around one day when she's state senator or president, really writing policies and procedures for this. Uh, just remember the little people like me who's helped her along the way. But I'm going to take a, a quote from Aaliyah. And she said, because of who I am, I want other individuals to be leaders and, and, and lead the profession in a manner that's going to change and impact my family. A lot of the foundation that she has talked about and that she's very much transparently sharing, and I'm so proud of her for that, it comes from that. So once again, I'll just reiterate, don't be afraid of who you are. Each and every one of you as students has a unique experience unique strengths and unique attributes that we need in this profession. And I just want to encourage you and congratulate you for choosing the profession of pharmacy to be your professional journey, because it is a journey. It's not a, it's not a straight journey. It's very much fluid and being open to those changes. So one way that I believe students can live out their diversity, equity, inclusion is just understand who you are, understand your strengths. Also, never being afraid to ask for help. If you see an individual that looks like you and that you want to mimic and that you want to emulate, go out there and ask for their help. A lot of my protégés, I usually have to go after them because uh, they're saying, well, you know, you're, you're a professional. I just want to be respectful of your time. And they just need to ask. 
there's a lot of people that are just waiting for you to ask and wanting to exchange that information because once again, as Dr. Davey Berkey has taught me, mentorship is a two-way street. And so as they are mentoring you and coaching and developing you, you are actually coaching and develop, developing them to be better leaders, better coaches, better sponsors, better mentors. And not being afraid of all of the things and the strengths that you have, I think will be key. And explaining if something is going on and talking about maybe some of those um, racial injustices that you may experience or that discrimination that you experience. And it does not have to be based upon your ethnicity. It could be based upon your sexual orientation. So for the LGBTQIA plus community, they also have certain discriminatory factors that are associated with that group. And it's important to be allies and advocates for them as well. And so once again, living your truth, being who you are, understanding and learning different cultures and being open to different cultures and ethnicities and owning that, embracing that diversity and change and not being afraid to speak up for what is right and be allies for other individuals. Yeah, so Dr. Blackwell hit on really big points. And that was actually one of those people who sought him out. And look at us now on a podcast together in this truly two-way street mentorship. So love you. But I think the biggest point that I want to highlight is do not be afraid to start the conversation. I think many a times as students, we do, we're scared of maybe going outside of our professional bounds. We think it's inappropriate to reach out to someone to ask for 30 minutes of their time or to bring up topics that we're passionate about. But the worst that someone can say is, I don't have time for this right now. Can we reschedule? There is no harm in cold emailing somebody or just reaching out and starting that conversation. If you have a passion for it, go for it and use your platform that you have. I know that with Jasmine and I, it's very easy for us to talk about DEI because we are in SNAFA, but Jasmine and I were actually co-leaders as well in our chapter, Phi Lambda Sigma. And after the murder of George Floyd, when we were thinking about what events that we wanted to put on for our school, we wanted to talk about race and we wanted to talk about race in pharmacy. And so we were able to plan a three-part series that had individuals from our school, including our deans, um, that had healthcare providers, Dr. Blackwell was one of them, and who also had individuals in the fellowship field and industry come and talk about their experience as people of color in these different parts of pharmacy. And those are really well attended and had great discussion. And so utilizing your platform, no matter what it is, is important. And there's no such thing as not being able to start these conversations, because even if it's a small discussion within your leadership team or within your friend group, you're able to actually broaden your mind, the conversations, make people feel more open with you and allow for that transparency. And so as students, take initiative. If you want to talk about it, talk about it and see where you can go with that, whether it's events or just the general discussions. And I also want to talk a little bit about practice sites. And when we're on rotation, it can feel just as intimidating to bring up these topics of DEI to your preceptors, especially because you feel like you have to be very narrow in your scope, whether that's rounding or filling medica medications if you're in a community pharmacy. 
And I think there's ways to bring up topics of DEI, even in these spaces. So if you're doing topic discussions, ask your preceptors about what they think about the racial breakdown of the patient characteristics. If you're in the hospital, talk to your preceptors about what happens with transitions of care when these patients leave. If our patients are homeless or they don't have vehicles to come to appointments, then what? What is the protocol for these kind of groups that do not have adequate resources to receive that proper medical care? What does your center do for language barriers in community and hospital pharmacies? Are there interpreter services in place? Can you translate the directions on a medication bottle? Little things like that you can bring up in conversation and that can start a whole new initiative and either you being able to work on projects that implement kind of things that serve DEI populations, underserved communities, or at least bringing that conversation to a broader group. And so don't be afraid to ask those questions if you're genuinely curious and passionate about it, because I promise there are ways to talk about it and just learn in general. You both brought up great points. Aaliyah, those are great tips. I always say starting rotations, they're like starting the first day of school all over again every four weeks. So these questions and tips will really help to just start the conversation, even when you may feel a little bit nervous. So my last and final question, and I'm really sad this is the last question because this conversation has been so impactful, is what role do you believe students can play in advancing DEI in pharmacy? Yeah, I feel like it's been the theme throughout this conversation, but get involved and talk about it. Whether it is in SNAFA, we have a home for you. Leadership organizations like ASHP, the Pharmacy Student Forum, just start the conversation. You don't have to have a leadership position to be a leader and to talk about DEI. And so if you're passionate about it, talk to your school leaders and see, do they have a DEI community? What are they doing for the students of color in their pharmacy school? Are there leadership events or community service events that are going to underserved populations in your area? If there's not, can you start them? Are there materials out there right now that talk about DEI in pharmacy or in some of these other kind of big topics and how does that kind of bridge care? So a big conversation right now is mail order pharmacy, getting medications to these underserved patients. Does that help underserved patients at all? Or does that bring care to rural patients? So no matter what you're interested in, what I'm trying to get at is there is a way to learn and advance the topic of DEI. And so not being afraid and just starting the conversation with your peers, your mentors, your school, whoever you surround yourself with and see what part you can play is the first step. Those are great points, Aaliyah. I think to add on to that, as Aaliyah alluded to, there's so many things that students can do from a diversity, equity, inclusion uh, perspective, especially with advocacy, you know, with Student National Pharmacy Association having the legislative branch and committee under your leadership, Jasmine, that you guys are already doing some great work with the letter writing campaign, the vaccination efforts with Shot at Life, that partnership, so many more things that are happening in with the community. But from an ASHP perspective, uh, we were taking not only a global um, issue across the nation, but also helping our state affiliates be supported in their advocacy efforts. One of them is being the 340B drug pricing program, where 
we are working with the Department of Health and Human Services, and we're advocating to them to declare manufacturers refusing to provide 340B discounts illegally. And we're also trying to take action against manufacturers that fail to provide these appropriate discounts. These discounts are essential because we want to make sure that we are maximizing care to those patients that have a barrier to afford their medications. And this discount program will allow a lot of individuals, especially our underserved patient population, to receive their medications affordable at a discount and also help uh, hospitals and health systems have programs and things that will really impact the overall community and the patient population that they serve. Another thing that they're doing is working with health disparities, and disparities within the healthcare system continues to affect our patients on a global scale. And it's not just with social aspects or determinants of health uh, that are impacting patient care, but it's their economic and or their environmental disadvantages as well. And these disparities occur on every level of the healthcare system. And we want to make sure that we are impacting change by highlighting these health disparities to federal and state policymakers, particularly when those disparities relate to medication use and access. We want to make sure that we're identifying meaningful solutions to those healthcare disparities and having these real-time conversations, not only from a local level, from the mayor's office to your city council, but also from a national perspective with your state legislatures as well. And another thing that we commonly talk about is provider status. And so the state governments are increasingly calling on pharmacists to provide patients with access to essential healthcare services. Many of you are quite familiar with this because of the uh, unfortunate pandemic with COVID-19. We have been uh, quite stretched thin as a profession, and we have been called upon to not only serve as drug information experts when it comes to COVID-19 vaccinations, but also when it comes to uh, providing these vaccinations within the healthcare system. And so ASHP is working to support the passage of provider status legislation, which recognizes pharmacists as healthcare providers under Medicare Part B. And this would give Medicare patients access to healthcare services delivered by pharmacists, such as with testing of infectious diseases, ordering smoking cessation products, and providing comprehensive medication management services, which is essential because we know that a pharmacist being involved in the medication reconciliation process, we will be able to determine duplications, omissions of medications, things that actually will impact the patient's health care and could potentially cause them to have a 30-day readmission rate lower within the health system because we're actually impacting those patients, making sure that they understand what their medications are used for, understanding the importance of the adherence, and maybe doing some follow-up uh, phone calls and conversations with our patients to make sure that we're keeping them out of the hospital. And we are very strategically and knowledgeably uh, designed to do these things with the individuals within our healthcare systems to protect our patients. And these are just three big legislative advocacy efforts that ASHP is working on that ultimately does impact uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and making sure that those patients that are once again underserved, unheard, and unseen are giving the quality healthcare that is needed in all aspects of the healthcare delivery system. This conversation has definitely given me some tools to move forward to improve DEI and continue the conversation with those around me. So I hope today's conversation ignited a spark in our listeners that will allow for continued improvement in DEI in the world of pharmacy. 
Both our speakers provided amazing, amazing insight into the importance of DEI for the advancement of pharmacy practice and continued efforts by both ASHP and SNAPA to have a true impact. We thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time and look forward to our listeners continuing the conversation by connecting with both organizations on our social media platforms at SNAPA, SNPHA, and at ASHP Official. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.